So I'm now speaking to Brad Boyd, who's actually in a studio in Los Angeles. Brad is part of the team at Payton & Regal, and they manage strategies in both our diversified bond funds and the multi-asset fund. Brad, hello to you. Hello, Chris. Good to be with you. Brad, I wanted to start by talking about the way in which you think about fund management at Payton. It's definitely with a return, an absolute return mindset. But what do you think are the biggest threats that might affect the fixed income investment area over the next period of time? Sure. You know, as we sort of pull back and look at uh, the fixed income landscape today, you know, we hear a lot of voices and and there's just sort of this common theme that the cycle, the cycle is is nearing its its end, and and so you hear about well, the business cycle on average has been about eight years, and so uh, you figure that at some point we're going to see some you know recessionary fears and maybe a turn in another direction. And so I think most investors in fixed income space, you know, have have sort of revisited that refrain. We don't fall in that camp. The reality is if we look at the actual data, unemployment uh, across the globe continues to come down further and further. Uh, look at earnings, very strong, uh, GDP stable, inflation stable. So we don't see the signs of a recession anytime soon. And the reality is it's it's quite the opposite. If inflation continues, or excuse me, if unemployment continues to come down, Ultimately, we're going to see wage growth at some point, inflationary pressures, and then potentially higher rates. And so for us, in terms of ranking risks, we see a a rise in rates as uh, a bigger risk to fixed income investors rather than an end to the, quote, business cycle. And that's really interesting because obviously – one of the things that we've seen over over the recent years has been strong performance from all risk capital markets, including the area of fixed income that you invest in. But with an absolute return mindset, if valuations are higher than they have been in the past, does that make your opportunity set lessen? Well, we like to think that there's a bond for all seasons. And so uh, despite the fact that you may have seen a rally in, in certain uh, areas, of the credit spectrum, we think that there are others that that make sense today. So in in fact, uh, we like to think about it as as thinking broader, uh, thinking steeper, and thinking newer, meaning think broader in terms of sector allocation, maybe in some places that you don't typically uncover. Uh, For example, the asset back and mortgage markets. Think steeper, which is to maximize uh, the yield per unit of maturity, in other words, the sweet spots on yield curves globally. And then think newer, which is uh, to take advantage of the new issue premium that comes to place when uh, corporations and countries issue new debt. Let's deal yeah. with a couple of those if we could. Um, and, and firstly, you, you, you mentioned the opportunities in asset-backed and mortgage-backed securities. I'm, I'm sure that a lot of our clients are not familiar with those investments as that market doesn't exist, but the mortgage-backed market doesn't really exist in the UK. What, what's the opportunity there for you? And, and, and what are these investments? Well, let's just start with with the structures themselves. You know, if, if you're thinking about generating a dependable, stable return and, and you don't really care about benchmark, asset-backed and mortgages actually form a very nice construct in terms of a fixed income portfolio. And certainly in a strategy like ours, uh, which has an absolute return objective, the structure of an asset-backed security or mortgage-backed security is helpful. In a typical corporate bond, you have a a binary outcome, right? Most of the time, it's going to be that the corporation is going to pay their interest, but then you have a jump to default. In the case of an asset back and a mortgage uh, security, your 
your security is backed by pools of loans, many, many thousands of loans. And so you don't have this jump to default in a case, in a negative case. What you have is an expected return and then a range of returns around that. Uh, so in terms of embedding much more predictability and much more protection in terms of your investment, we really like the asset-backed, the mortgage-backed area. And, and that's really interesting because that obviously in a fixed-income portfolio provides you with attractive diversification than if you were just investing in, for example, just a high-yield bond. That's exactly right. If you're lending to one particular company, which is essentially when you buy a high-yield bond, you're reliant on that individual company, and that's that's just one single loan. But when you uh, invest in, say, an asset-backed structure, let's say it's backed by credit card loans, now you're talking about thousands and thousands of loans. And so it's more about the analysis of the overall economy as opposed to the dynamics and potentially the risks of one single company. Asset-backed mortgages also have a special feature, which is a pay-down component, meaning that those who uh, hold those loans, those, those who are borrowing the money, can pay back early. And those assets are passed through into the trust. As an investor, therefore, not only are you receiving the coupon income associated with a mortgage or asset back, but you're also receiving this natural liquidity from paydowns, which means that you have more stability and, and more payback in terms of credit. But those assets, those paydowns that come in can also be reinvested should rates rise. So there are a number of special features uh, that are important in that structure. And you also mentioned the new issue market earlier. What opportunities are you f- finding in the new issue market at the current time? Well, I'll, I'll be brief because there are many, many of them. Uh, and the reality is that the amount of, of new issuance has continued to grow and grow over the last several years. An important feature about uh, the new issue market is a lot like the IPO market in, in stocks. There is a benefit to owning these new deals. And the reason is because issuers are forced to give a little bit of an extra incentive. And that incentive comes in the form of additional yield relative to their outstanding debt. So if you take, for example, a Tesco, and if, if they have a, you know, a five-year bond outstanding and that moves forward in time to, to being a four-year bond and they want to issue a new five-year, they have to offer additional yield relative to that now four-year bond. And what that means as an investor is that if you are actively playing and participating in those new issues, you're going to add value in terms of overall carry and yield, but also a type of price appreciation that comes along after those new issues have come to market. And so we see we see opportunities in, in, in corporate bonds, we see opportunities in emerging market space, and we see opportunities in the mortgage and asset space, particularly because in these new issues, uh, there has to be an additional incentive by way of yield for the investor. Unfortunately, Brad, that, although it's been absolutely fascinating, that's all we've got time for. We really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. 
Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.